This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. And now, here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. This is Coach Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. Well, today we've got a very interesting guest to tell us about an exciting uh, ministry about wheelchairs. It's called the Free Wheelchair Mission. And to tell us the story is the founder, right, Don? You were the founder. I'm the founder. You're the founder. Yes. His name is Don Schoendorfer. And Don, first of all, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's it's a blessing to be on your show. Well, we're so pleased to have you, and I'm going to have you start by telling, uh, first of all, your story, and then we're going to get to how this ministry, this wheelchair mission, uh, got started and, and where you're going with it. So let's go ahead and uh, go back and have you tell your story. Okay, well, I, I, I think I was predestined to be a, an engineer. My father was a machinist for the New York Central Railroad. My two older brothers chose uh, the path of the the engineering path, and uh, growing up in a family where a father was a machinist was some you know you got a good handle on on machinery and designing machines and how they worked and taking things apart and putting them back mm, together. Yeah. So I decided I would be an engineer. Uh, I I had a goal to go to what was then and maybe even now considered the best. Um, engineering school in the world was MIT, and uh, coming from a small uh, town in Ohio, uh, it was tough for me to get to the point where I could, you know, be competitive in, the, in that environment at MIT, so I worked really hard. Um, I was granted scholarships. My family was not wealthy, but, um, you know, we so we knew how to focus, though, and I, I finally got to MIT, got a PhD in mechanical engineering because this was before they had biomedical. Yeah. Um, and uh, but um, I saw my peers going off and working for automotive or aerospace or you know computer technology. I was just starting in 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 the, in the early seventies, and I thought, no, oh, you know, might, maybe I could do something that would be more helpful for people's health and people. Yeah, and so uh, biomedical seemed to make sense. So. I went down that route and uh, was very successful working for a, a blood cell separating company and and um, and for about fifteen years and and I went off and tried to do some things of my own that didn't work out um, oh, nice. in 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 diagnostics and but uh, um, was uh, I, I was really good at answering my own questions uh, and I had good theory and good educational background to deal with the types of challenges uh, I was confronting until teenage daughters came along. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> I know that story. And, yes. And it brought me and my wife to my, our knees uh, mm -hmm. because there are things that we could not manage. Um, and 
it, this was a, over a period of uh, years, but it, would, it just took a while to realize that um, if you surrender and let God handle the, the things you can't, mm-hmm. and you had faith in, in, in how that process would, wor- would work, um, things could get better, um, and, and it wasn't your responsibility to make them better. It wasn't our responsibility to make them better, and, right. and so he did. We surrendered. And then I'm thinking, gee, you know, so many people have helped me through my my life and forgiven me for terrible things that had happened that I was maybe responsible for. And and, and is there something more I could do? So going to church, I decided I would, uh, you know, just at least attend church. And then after a couple of years, we have a big church here in, in Orange County. I attend Mariner's Church, and mm-hmm. I felt, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a pedestrian. And, and, and Sunday I go to church, and Monday I'm the same guy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, maybe I could volunteer um, in some way. And big churches have lots of opportunities for volunteering, and I tried tutoring. Uh, and I'm thinking, with, you know, with a Ph.D. in mechanical engineering from MIT, I could probably help these guys learn their science and their math. And it wasn't, it wasn't being very, I wasn't being very successful at helping them. They all they wanted were the answers. These are people yeah. from Central America that, right. you know, are are here and being pushed through high school. And then, uh, well, maybe I can mentor some of them. And so the, the the boys I got were in and out of jail. They're sleeping in the backseat of cars. Sometimes they're on parole, and and they they didn't need to talk to some fifty five year old engineer about life, mm. uh, you know. And and it was like all of a sudden, um, it, it, this wasn't a call from God because it didn't happen as distinctly as that. But it was mm-hmm. like realizing that you know, God gave me talents that I wasn't applying to help Him. And that re- then I all of a sudden went back to, a, uh, in 1979, my wife and I were on vacation. Um, just have only been out of school for a couple of years, just starting our family, our careers. And in the, the first visit, city we visited in Morocco on this vacation, there was an old section of the town. They call it the Medina. And it was a dirt road, and it was built probably in the 1200s, mm-hmm. in this old section. Yeah. And, they, you know, that's just one of the charms of Morocco was that yeah. they had during the crusades they were doing things like that and they kept them mm-hmm. and but be, between the legs of um of people walking by uh on this dirt road it's like more like an alley than a road a woman uh crawled on her knee on her stomach using wow. her fingernails digging them into the ground in her hands and crawling uh, and I, I just couldn't believe that sight. My wife, it was a startling. It said, here's this, and she's bleeding. She's filthier, closer, or shredded. And mm. and she's just looking at one hand after another as she extends them over. And she's making these six-inch, um, you know, um, advances yes. each arm. would and. And and she's just thinking, I'm thinking, she's thinking, just don't step on me. Please don't, don't step on me. And people are stepping her over her like she's something, you know, hmm. evil. Yeah. Don't, and, but nobody's bending over uh, to think to help her. And, yeah. uh, and, and then she goes down this alley and disappears. And, and like, where, where's, I've never seen anybody crawl like that before. And, you know, of course, the American reflex, and I was guilty of that. Let's go find her a wheelchair. You know, let's go find a place to bike, a wheelchair in this in this um, um, old, old city, part of the city. And, of course, there was nothing available, and we just had to kind of forget about it. But I couldn't. 
Yeah. And, you know, 18 years went by and, and all this stuff would happen with teenage daughters. And then all of a sudden I'm faced with what can I do use my talents for? And uh, what that lady needed was a wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. And, and that was simple. Okay. It's the name's got the words, the ingredients, uh, wheelchair. So, uh, after some doodling and, and getting up early before I went to my day job, I was thinking about it and I, I just took a trip down to the local shopping mall and Toys R Us are there and I go in and see bicycles made in China and they're about $60 and I know enough about engineering and costing to figure that those wheels are probably made for 3 or $4 in China and then next to Toys R Us or Home Depot and that was the fall and they were, they were trying to get rid of their lawn furniture so they had these white resin lawn chairs on sale. And so, okay, I'll get, get a dozen chairs and get, a, a you know, three or four bikes and see if I can figure out how to connect the wheels to the chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite lines is that uh, back then, uh, and even to this day, I use this line, I wasn't burdened with a lot of experience. And when I say that, it was wheelchairs. I didn't know very much about wheelchairs, uh, uh, but I knew what that woman want, needed. She had strong arms. She's dragging herself. She could push. She could propel a wheelchair. Sure. And she could get off off the ground. And and already I had invested about, you know, figured for the cost of the wheels and the cost of the chair, I had about $12 into this idea so far. Hmm. So I get a, some conduit and I bend the frame and then I get some casters and now, you know, up to about $30. And I said, well, you know, that this could work. I don't know why it wouldn't work. When I showed it to my peers in the United States, they um, they didn't look like a wheelchair to them. And well, I said, well, I don't, I don't. That's not my point. My point is to try to prove that a, a inexpensive, durable, functional wheelchair had utility. So, uh, and I, what I did for a, a, a career was get new medical products through the FDA, and I knew how to do a clinical trial, and I knew how to do a report and summarize the results. So. Uh, I'm thinking, well, I, I can't afford a thousand of these, which is what would you do if you're a company trying to get yeah, a product yeah. through the FDA. But I, I can afford a hundred. So I built a hundred. They sat in the garage for a while. I didn't know what to do. Finally, through this church, I had an opportunity to go on a mission trip and bring some wheelchairs with me uh, to India. And um, the very first, we brought four with us with four passengers going on this trip. And the very first one, I saw this this life change of this family. It was just incredible. Mm. Um, everything changed. They were able to actually save some money as opposed to um, spending all their money just watching their their son. Mm. And um, I came home from this trip with uh, confused because I couldn't um, decide what to do next. And uh, then I gone to work that day after being out of town for a couple weeks and. Uh, the company had gone bankrupt while I was gone. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, so I was just thinking all these are coincidences, right? Mm. Um, uh, and uh, I said, but the, the word uh, of the success of these four wheelchairs, uh, very compelling stories that would take a while to to, to present to you. But um, that the word of the success traveled through the church and the church people would call me and they'd say, what are you going to do next, Don? And I said, well, I got news. I just lost my job. And 
I'm going to be looking for a job because uh, I'm a biomedical engineer and I got 25 years experience on state-of-the-art blood cell separation and diagnostics. And I'm, that's what I was billed for. And they said, no, 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 you should start a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. You got you to do something with this idea. Uh, and I'm going to send you some money for more wheelchairs. <laughs> and I had 96 still in the garage and I didn't want any more wheelchairs, but pretty soon people started to work me over and say, you know, you you don't understand. And God wants you to do this. He wants you to provide wheelchairs. This is what he was uh, talking about when he said, use the talents I gave you. And uh, so um, I got the, the, there's a whole book that's, a, that's the dummy series. It's Microsoft for dummies, Excel for dummies, and actually it's a nonprofit for dummies. And got the book and um, started a nonprofit, Free Wheelchair Mission, and that was in 2001. And Got rid of those 96 wheelchairs that are left in the garage and then found a manufacturer. And, and now we've given all these last 21 years one point, over 1.3 million wheelchairs. Wow. That's amazing. All for free. Absolutely no discrimination. If someone needs a chair, they get a chair. Um, we don't care what they believe and what they do. And if they need a chair, they get a chair for absolutely free. And uh, uh, we've uh, now evolved two other designs of wheelchairs that are much more adjustable than the white resin lawn chair. Mm-hmm. Um, one that folds up so you can get it through a narrow doorway. One that's very strong so it would would uh, be able to stand up to the rough terrain that people have uh, in developing countries. And we can have these made in China and we'll soon be able to make them in India. And uh, it's cost $96 is what we asked. $96 per chair. $96, and that includes the manufacturing, the shipping, the arrival to the developing country, of which we've had 94 countries now that we've served. Yeah, I was going to ask you, where all do you you service? 94 (laughs) countries, is that what you said? Yes, and and then there, the the people are identified as being ones who are appropriate for the chair because a lot of people's disabilities are too advanced for our basic chair. But and then chairs uh, assembled and adjusted, and the families trained and the individuals trained how to use the wheelchair. That all goes for ninety six dollars. Wow, wow! And I'll bet you've seen some amazing uh, reactions. Tell us about the reactions that you've seen when they put placed well, these chairs. No, we've met people that have been in the darkness for decades. Um, their families are their wheelchairs, and their families are doing the best they can to keep them alive. Um, but they're not getting a lot of support from the government, um, uh, their governments, and uh, pretty much have given up ever getting anything that would help them. And, and sometimes it's not like what they're thinking about as a wheelchair. They just, they're just they just can't move and they have to be carried or they have to crawl like that woman in Morocco or they just languish in the back room and the family's doing the best they can yeah. to keep them alive and love them. And sometimes it's not the family. Sometimes they're abandoned and it's a neighbor or, or who knows. But uh, 75 million people are like this. It's, wow. That's the estimate from the World Health Organization in the world, developing countries. Mm. 75 million people. So. Wow. Uh, when you, you you knock on the door and and, and uh, someone is already told we we don't give these wheelchairs away ourselves we have partners yeah. in the night in the countries and they're the ones that 
know the culture, the society, the mores of the of the society, and they work with social workers to help identify the the location of of disabled people, and they and they visit them and they decide what kind of wheelchair, what size, because we have uh, our wheelchairs come in four different sizes, two different models, and. So and they're very adjustable. Mm-hmm. So they figure out which chair to get, and and then they when they get enough to um, make a list of 550 wheelchairs, which is what we can ship in a container. They mm-hmm. place an order, and uh, a few months later, a container arrives, and and so uh, they go back to this person's home, and they knock on the door, and and who's out there and there's uh, and there's strangers and there's some reluctance to somebody even opening the door but we've got something that'll help your whoever your grandfather your son your daughter your uncle uh your wife uh, we got something that will give them mobility so the door flies open because that's something they all would like to have and you go into the darkness and you uh they maybe open as much light as you can because you, you, inside their house you need the light to be able to assemble the chair see what you're doing and you put it together and um and i mean this is like how, what's going on is this a dream i don't know i don't understand it's this is not uh, this has not been like the last oh, the last wow. 35 years of my life i've not seen anything like this and then all of a sudden you you get the chair assembled, and you you uh, you reach down and pick them up, and you place them in the chair. Yeah. And then for the, and then you um, all of a sudden you're on your level before they are looking at your feet. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, or maybe they're lying on their back and they're looking, or maybe they could be on a stool or in a hammock or something. But all of a sudden you're and and we like our partners to get down on their knees to adjust their footrests, and all of a sudden you're looking at somebody eye to eye on the same level, and it's like it's overwhelming. Wow! Uh, they don't even look the same. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different appearance. It's not this meek, uh, um, humble person that's sort of. They, sometimes they feel like they're an outcast, and sometimes they've, they're told that they're, they're cursed, and that's why they have this disability. Uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, there's strangers there, and they've got this chair, and it's comfortable. It fits them, and you can adjust the, the footrest lengths and all of these other things. And and uh, you're, you're serving them, and uh, you're on their eye level, and it's like, that doesn't even look like the same person. Yeah, I can imagine. And then, and then do you want to go outside? What? Huh? What? Mm. What is? Tell me exactly what that means. Oh, well, it's a go for a ride. What do you mean a ride? Well, uh, let me show you. Open the door and let's go for a ride. And you take them out, and uh, of course, there it takes a while for them to adjust to the light. Um, and uh, if, you know, and and so you, get, you give them some time, and then you go f- for a look. You push them around the block, and then maybe by that time the family is getting some confidence, so you can show them how to propel the wheels, the the wheelchair themselves. Maybe there's some the terrain there is, is like a construction zone. Right. It's, it's not like our terrain where it's all ramps and cement carpets and elevators and things. And uh, and they're out and they're seeing people they have not seen before. And, and, and they're um, people who come out and say, I thought you died years ago. What's mm-hmm. going on here? And where did this chair come from? And, um, and then uh, if we can, if it's the country where there uh, is a freedom of religion, um, our partners are primarily Christian mission organizations, and we tell them what they should say, and they don't need to, they don't need to be uh, a lot of 
uh, help on this one because they, being Christian missionaries, right, they know. Right. And they'll say, this, this, this wheelchair is a gift from God, and He loves you, and when mm. you're in this chair, we want you to feel like you're in His hands. Yeah, that's, that is so yeah. awesome. So and, awesome. So how, how are these chairs funded? Huh? Is it by donations? Yes, they're all by yeah, donations. Yeah. If it wasn't for people helping me, I'd still have 96 wheelchairs in the garage. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, people, you know, there's all kinds of different ways people give monthly, and they, 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 they can give a container for a birthday present for somebody uh, or a Christmas present mm-hmm. and a Christmas card. There's lots of ways. We have a website. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, let's, let's, and, yeah, let's, let's give that again, and I'll, I'll do it also at the end of the show. But the website is, is freewheelchairmission.org. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it. And there's videos. Uh, there's videos that, uh, you know, uh, they'll make you cry when you mm-hmm. see how happy people are. Oh, and then the follow-up and how they, you know, once you get a chair, you, you can get out. You got strong arms. Maybe you can get a job. And, you know, you can you can start to socialize within your neighborhood. And you can, uh, it's just, uh, you, can, you know, what would it be like if suddenly I, I said, Skip, okay, you're not going to be walking anymore. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay at home and and yeah. and uh, be in a wheelchair and and uh, or maybe not even have a wheelchair, exactly. uh, and then all of a sudden here one comes. So it's it's it's, it's the transition is just profound. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. So uh, does this mainly go through churches or individuals? I'm sure it can work both ways. Is that correct? Yeah, it's church. Sometimes it's churches uh, in some of the countries we support. Sometimes it, 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 it's it's um, NGOs, uh, uh, humanitarian organizations. We don't usually work with governments, but sometimes we have, and um, um, and they they may the container, like I said, maybe five hundred fifty wheelchairs. They they could they they might give those away in a month, mm-hmm. or they may give it. They may take two or three years. It all yeah. depends on what what kind of constraints they have. Yeah. Um, and, then, and if they do a good job, and they, we are very thorough in what kind of information we want, we spend a lot of time training them, uh, making sure they do all this right, uh, get the chair right, because we wanted the, the person to be comfortable in the chair. You bet. Well, Don, and, let, me ask and, you, let me ask you this question uh, before we run out of time. So if there's a listener today that's a part of a church that would maybe like to take this this uh, free wheelchair mission into their church, how would they go about that? Well, the best thing would be to, uh, well, first of all, listen in on, uh, on, on this um, podcast and, and get the background, mm-hmm. and there'll be some information I think you'll, you'll add in that podcast about how they can connect with us. Um, we have a gentleman in Boise who has spent the last uh, almost, well, 18 years wow. raising money. He, his goal, uh, is to raise as many chairs from Idaho as there are seats in your and uh, Albertson in Stadium. The stadium, wow, and, that's thirty. And that's thirty-six thousand. Thirty-six thousand three hundred and eighty-seven, <laughs> and he's already raised enough for twenty-five thousand wheelchairs. Wow, what's his name? George Hage, H A G E. H A G E. George Hage. Um, and is there and, a website here in Boise, or do they go to the regular website? Yeah, you betcha. There, it's a website. It's, it's called w. It's www. Boise Mobility. One word. Boise Mobility. Dot org. Okay. Dot org. 
Okay, well that's good. And I'll be uh, I'll be up there on Saturday uh, doing whatever I can to help George. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, you know, it's people like George who have this vision. Absolutely. Oh, you know why not? Why not raise thirty six thousand three hundred and eighty seven wheelchairs from well, Boise? A, why what not? A great! What a great goal! What a great project to. <laughs> to have and to help people in a big, big way. So again, at George Hage, Hage, right? H-A-G-E. Yes. And the, and the, uh, the uh, website is one more Boise, time. Uh, Boise Mobility. BoiseMobility.org. BoiseMobility.org, right. And, uh, and uh, if they, people wanted more information about the story that I compressed in the you yeah. know twenty minutes yeah. or so, I, I just I'm just coming out with a book that'll be available uh, uh, de- December sixth. Uh, but people can order that book on our website, and it's a book about how we got to where we are right. and What's how the God steered us on this path. What's the name of the book? Miracle Wheels. Miracle Wheels. Two words. Miracle Wheels. Miracle Wheels. Okay. Well, Don, listen, this has been fascinating, and uh, we're, we're about out of time today, but we want to encourage people to go to the, your website, the, the master website, I guess, um, freewheelchairmission.org, or locally to go to the boisemobility.org to get involved yes and this is something that that anybody can do and what a wonderful way to help people and and yeah i just you know, god bless you and your ministry and all that you're doing it's it's been a real pleasure to have you on our show today so thank you for being a guest on game plan for life oh you're welcome thank you for letting me share this story thank you don god bless god bless Good, you goodbye bye-bye game plan for life with skip hall is brought to you by the following sponsors Christian Brothers Automotive, Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment, Domino's, oh yes we did, Diamond Heating and Cooling, Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust, and Zero is Carpet Cleaning. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend, and remember, no game plan, no victory.